0: And we're back here once again with another episode of the Iron Man podcast, episode 325 with Hora Mm. Amarada. This is going to be her second appearance on the show. I think the last time she was on, I think it was like episode 150-something, I I think actually, where she basically threw her router out for the very first appearance. And they're like, okay, we'll just do another re-first appearance in the (laughs) second time. We got it right, so back here again actually so her first ever appearance was retconned actually you know because as you guys know comic book universes are you know no stranger to retcons and reboots actually so how you been what's been going on buddy
1: oh you know just the same old stuff uh Hmm. working and streaming and hanging out and doing eldritch things so yeah oh
0: my gosh So, your uh, lovely state of Montana has been going through some things, actually. Uh, Don't remind me. (laughs) Well, we'll do that later. This is going to be a fun thing, actually. So, I think you've heard of all all the news regarding, like, the PlayStation 5, Mm -hmm. actually. So, the good news is the PlayStation is outselling the Xbox Series X and the Nintendo Switch. The other bad news that got released was... You know, Sony, I think in a misquote today, announced that the PS5 is in its like ladder cycle because it's been out since 2020. So we're we're probably looking at 2026 is when they unveil like the PS6. And then eventually when it comes 2028, we'll have a next gen console, so to speak. So I don't know if you still like play games on like any consoles or if you own any consoles still. But like
1: I have them both.
0: You have both the Xbox and the PlayStation, right? Or the Xbox and the Switch. Yes. Okay.
1: Well, actually, I have all three, technically. I have the Xbox, the PlayStation, and the Switch, plus my okay. computer.
0: <clears throat> so for me, growing up, I was always a Nintendo play uh, PlayStation guy. I only made the decision to get a 360 because I just really liked the controller. I thought the mm-hmm. Xbox controllers were always better for the most part when I got the 360. But after I, got, I, got, I had 360 and the Wii and my brother had a PlayStation 3, after that, we didn't really get any more consoles. I mean, well, the Switch is after that. So yeah, I think the newest, the period we're in right now is the only period I haven't had a console in my entire life, wow. you know? Because when I got a PC, everything was like, okay, I could just upgrade this instead of paying mm-hmm. like $300 for a new console every eight years. And it's like, well, right. I had this for like, maybe like 20 plus years. I just got to upgrade the parts in it. So what I have to ask you is, why do you think the Xbox has fallen by the wayside? Because no one really talks about the Xbox like that. The Xbox One X just kind of just, fizzled out no one really talks about it no one talks about the xbox series x what's with microsoft they just kind of just fallen off the face of the earth actually they
1: haven't marketed right you know they they don't have anything to play on it i mean yeah playstation 5 doesn't really have any whole bunch of exclusives or anything but the games that they keep coming out with that are exclusive are kind of trash so people don't want there's no reason to buy an xbox to to play the game then to top it off Mm -hmm. anything that comes up on xbox more than likely you can buy on computer so a lot of people who would Mm -hmm. maybe buy the xbox to play games that they couldn't on pc will Mm -hmm. just play them on the pc because you know why not um i do think that game pass actually helps them since you know there's all those games people can play for quote unquote free but in the end Mm -hmm. it's just they haven't done enough to keep themselves really relevant and honestly in the whole console idea, I know that to a lot of people, it feels like they've been around forever, but they entered the game late stage. PlayStation and Sony had been going on PlayStation. Uh, Nintendo and Sony had been going on it for a while. They have some serious groundwork laid. I mean, Sony basically picked up for Sega after they went out. Mm-hmm. And so they have a lot more ingrained in them than you could say the xbox does so mm-hmm. while there are i know there are some people who are going to be right or die xbox to the end for whatever weird reason <laughs> uh it's it's just not reaching it's reaching that point where producing their yeah. own hardware is not making them enough money and why produce your own hardware when you can just make the software which is honestly less expensive and has much larger profit margin
0: and the thing with Game Pass is what you brought up earlier. The double-edged sword to that is, they're if they ever remove any of these games because they just decide they're just not making a whole lot of a whole lot of money, on um, people just kind of like rebuying something that they already have that it's just mm-hmm. remastered, they'll just remove it. So like yep. I get, so like you know when people keep talking about physical media when it comes to games, I can understand why the companies have been trying to take that away because people mm-hmm. need to understand when you make these physical items that we've been able to buy, like physical games, you have to hire a – well, you have to go contract a printer. It's just so much to it that I've learned over the years to the point where yeah. – I, I, I could understand it from a studio's point of view. It's like that's a lot of middleman work. for That's a lot of money. And if you do that for like 50 games on end for each new console and like only 10 of them have only really made you profit, well b- – Business sense would tell you you would probably want to ask most of your physical media department. If only mm-hmm. 10 of those games are making you profit, you might want to get rid of that. The problem here is that when you enter in a conversation like Game Pass and buying older games that are that you already own, well, we we know what like Sony's newest um Sony's live service thing, the the PlayStation store, they can just get, get rid of that shit. So yep. you so they basically scam you. It's like you can't really win with these guys anymore. You buy physical media, well, you know, on a console, that's about to be obsolete in like eight years. So you already have a time limit on it. You buy physical, sorry, you buy digital. It could just get removed at any point, and they just scam you. So you're basically just screwed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Pretty much, yeah, it's so bad. It's it's crazy. Do you do you think another another reason why the Xbox fell to the wayside is because people just didn't care for it as much after the three hundred and sixty?
1: Yeah. Uh, they, they started getting so convoluted. Honestly, the PlayStation had more staying power because, you know, you had the PlayStation 1, then you had the PlayStation 2, then you had the PlayStation 3. And it wasn't until the PlayStation 4, really, that you started running into the issues regarding having to be have an online service and blah, 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 blah. Xbox literally went into that from what? Uh, it was the Xbox 360 to the Xbox One. And the Xbox One is when it really first started being an issue. So you had three consoles in before they started tying in these extra costs that most people aren't going to want to, to, uh, eat and especially not then when we weren't used to it, uh, the younger generation now doesn't know better in many ways, but, uh, it's, it's not, it wasn't sustainable. They tried to go into bilking people out of money way too fast.
0: Yeah. Oh, Oh. goodness. Man, it's just, it's kind of sad and poetic that, my and Microsoft's done a lot of bad things anyway, you mm-hmm. know, all this, like, inclusion of, like, lettuce, bacon, tomato people, they, they, they're, they're sitting and going off, they're going off on the deep end, actually, with yeah. this stuff, and now they're pushing for Starfield to be on the PlayStation, and it's like, did you just suddenly admit the console wars are over and that Sony's beat you? That's, <laughs> yep. Oh, but they did acquire Activision Blizzard a long time ago. I remember that, but I don't know how many exclusives that's going to bring that to the Xbox anyway, you know? I mean,
1: and then to top it off, the FCC is currently trying to uh, get rid of that or, like, retroactively kill that deal because I guess that um, the guys had they – ma- they let them make that deal on the uh, uh, promise that mm-hmm. they weren't going to lay anybody off if they Ugh. did it. And I mean, seriously, you got to be kidding me. Any time a business buys another business, there's going to be layoff yeah. because there's always going to be overlap. You don't need two HR departments. You don't need two uh, secretaries. You don't need two CEOs. You just need, you know, the one guy. So there's always going to be people who lose their jobs. And so, of course, you know, they bought them, they laid people off. So now the FCC is like, oh, you broke your promise. Like, no, duh, really?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was recorded to be like, what, the highest layoffs in gaming industry history or something like that it was like 1900 yeah, layoffs across the industry and gotta be honest here like a lot of these people i'm just honest but we're kind of just asking for it like mm-hmm. some of these people were straight just pieces of garbage like anytime you give one of these like new games any criticism these people were sitting there calling you like bigots home of oh my god I, so like i i try to feel bad for people i i do i get that those situations really suck, but it's like. I can't be extending that to all all you all you guys are pieces of shit for the most part.
1: Oh, and it doesn't help that really uh Blizzard Activision hasn't been doing I mean part of the reason they were able to buy Blizzard Activision is they haven't been doing so hot for the last what five, ten years? Yeah, the Overwatch
0: League failed for Blizzard. That was terrible for them.
1: Well, uh, and then and, and I don't think World of Warcraft is doing so hot right now. They're, they've currently, uh, okay. from what I understood, they are no longer the, the largest MMO that is now Final Fantasy XIV. Um, a lot of people have left the, the that for various reasons. And there are a lot of people who are just doing vanilla servers now because of the way they've progressed the game is just not entertaining anymore. Uh, then you also have, I don't remember, um, crap, what's that Activision game that came out that everybody was so pissed about?
0: It was it a star uh, starfield
1: no that's uh that's Bethesda, Bethesda uh, what'd you say right for- for- spoke- was the Forspoken I don't think Forspoken was Activision Blizzard was it hmm. no well Overwatch 2 came out and that really right not kind of no feel well so yeah. uh they they've just had so many failures come out that realistically mm-hmm. you're gonna end up with layoffs anyways because let's face it the, the people aren't sustaining what they're supposed to be doing
0: Right, and they're also not helping their case with going on social media and blasting people that aren't buying the new games. Like it, mm-hmm. That Overwatch stuff is very just like, oh, God, Blizzard is so – Blizzard themselves, oh, my God, Bobby Kotick. Woo! It <laughs> makes you wonder, like, how in the world do these people keep their jobs throughout these many years? Think mm-hmm. And the only reason why I think they did is because social media wasn't what it is right now. Just social media being what it is right now, basically kind of saved their entire careers like who's remember the overwatch league they had people uh well blizzard was trying to compete with league of legends to a certain extent so they wanted to offer like you know franchise spots you now they were pushing like esports really really big back in like yep. 2017 2018 was gonna be that. like oh we're gonna start making the millions we're gonna put all this investment because you know blizzard wanted to uh have it where you had home away stadiums jerseys mm-hmm. all that stuff and uh they say it was because of, like, COVID halted everything, but even before that, the two years before that, it was massively going to be a failure, like, yeah. compared to the first season versus the second season, the, the buy-in fees. Some of these orbs are buying in for, like, $15 million mm-hmm. and then got a chance to now cash out for, like, what, $3 million? Like, literally yeah. big for the most part, scam them, you know, to a certain extent. You know? Yep. Good lord. And I'm pretty sure Blizzard or Microsoft does the uh, Call of Duty League. The Call of Duty League, remember that one? The $30 yeah. million, the $25 million slots. People have to pay for the COD League. Who even talks about the COD League anymore? You know?
1: Yeah, it's it's all been a waste of money, they really thought that they had, well, I mean, here's the big problem is that you had that period of COVID where people were stuck in and mm-hmm. they did not anticipate that as soon as that was lifted, people weren't going to want to live that life anymore. People don't want mm-hmm. to, no matter what Uh, some people say, they don't <laughs> want to be trapped inside their homes. They don't want to be stuck yeah. doing nothing. They want to be able to go out. They want to see people. Yes, there is actually a place in the world for for those types of leagues, but it is a much smaller niche situation than what they anticipated.
0: Yeah, and I think um, what a lot of these guys didn't actually understand was that thing that you mentioned there, it's a niche. Esports exploding into what traditional sports is going to be is like, that's just not going to happen, honestly. You know? unlikely yeah well yeah, yeah and i i would love if it i would love if it did but it's just not a it's not a world like when you ask like some of these like esport owners how you make money they're it's i'm trying to say scam but it's basically like you make money through like sponsorships right guys mm-hmm. do you know what that means that's other people's money so the only way for in east a lot of esport orgs survive if they're not like huge like like the ones that i cover sometimes on my youtube channel you just survive off other people giving you money. That's not uh, sustainable at that's all. How everybody,
1: everything survives technically. <laughs> yes, but <yeah. laughs> the problem is, is if you're not bringing in the eyes to make that investment for them for those companies that are giving you those sponsorships, worth it? You're going to lose the sponsorships, and you're going to crash and burn. It's just the way it goes.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, and like you said before, with COVID, you know, budgets started getting slashed. All this stuff started up happening. So you know, oh, the funny less thing is, is with investment. COVID,
1: because mm-hmm. they thought they had that captured. I mean, it's the same thing that happened with the streaming services in general. You had right. a captured mm-hmm. audience who couldn't go out and couldn't do other things. They didn't have other options. Mm-hmm. So, and they also weren't spending this money that they would normally go out and, and go these do these other things. They weren't going to the bars. They weren't going uh, to parties. They weren't having parties. So they had this extra money, quote unquote, extra money, that they were instead investing in or, or spending in the streaming services, spending in the, the the e-sports spending on video games so these companies take that influx of money and assume that means because this is what's happening now that's going to continue on forward that's not what happened because you know as soon as the bars opened up as soon as people are able to have parties again that money that they were putting in there gets cut off and moves forward i mean same things uh, same things going on with with uh, even just youtube streamers uh, like like you and i there are people who blew up so fast that are now finding that their audience is gone because their audience has better things to do.
0: Oh, well. Oh, wait. Hold on. You're telling me that people rather go outside and socialize and interact with each other.
1: The I internet know. told me
0: that everyone's inside and you know, right? Not touching right? grass. It's <laughs> crazy.
1: But the people you yeah. see on the internet are really a small portion of the population. The rest of the poor population is, in fact, outside having fun. We're just weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're just like those weird shut-ins that just couldn't fit in with natural society. Actually. Exactly. <laughs> What's also interesting is like in the streaming world, like in the real world, when you mentioned streaming to someone, I don't know if your mom's like this either. You know, when you on average talk to someone at work, the only streaming service they really had was like Netflix. And then they even would tell you in their sentence, they they barely ever like used it. So even just how many people I know in my personal life and how many people I've talked to, I knew it was just not going to work. I was like, wait a minute, people that I know who aren't even in all this no stuff don't use it like that yeah you know so if people barely even use Netflix which which is the most popular one then all then you know all these other streaming services were propped up just by uh venture capital mm-hmm. if you remember there was a lot of venture capital investment in like the 2018 to now period where it's all just falling apart like these things weren't going to make the millions and billions like they thought like the grass wasn't greener on the other side nope. with streaming services cuz as you would see all of them are, are literally just selling their stuff to like Apple cuz Apple's just well Jeff Bezos and the person that owns Apple now could just buy anything because they're just richer than god but <laughs> so it, it all came down to a point where now we just sell all our stuff to fucking Apple and Amazon and Netflix cuz yeah. Paramount isn't have no money they're about to be out of <laughs> a lot soon, you know, HBO Max kind of still somewhat there, but how long is that going to be? Warner Brothers usually always screws everything up. Um Hulu, I mean did Disney Plus <laughs> oh god, constantly losing millions of subs every single uh year. People are talking about they should merge them together, mm-hmm. you know, just how did it all fall apart? How did just tell me, how did it all fall oh. apart? Break it oh, down so I can it's understand.
1: It's called <laughs> inflation.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's, so are you Joe (laughs) Biden actually? (laughs) Yeah, no,
1: no. If if it was up to me, this wouldn't be a thing. So, but you know, as money becomes worthless, people have to be more wise about where they spend it. And the first things that go are entertainment because you have to eat, you have to be able to get to work. And there are other things that you have to do. A have to watch a movie is not a thing You don't have to watch a movie You don't have to have some kind of entertainment That you're spending money on There are all sorts of other forms of entertainment That are cheaper and more satisfying Than a streaming service
0: Um, The other, other thing to men- mention there when, when it comes to like the streaming conversation Is I think what, they, what the studios tried to do The studios tried to kill the movie theaters Actually oh. Well, they the studios failed to, to understand to. Yeah cuz what the studios fail to understand is like people like a like mentioned before they like to go outside and socialize with each other. Or not just social socialize with each other. Just be out with your family, mm-hmm. take your kid to a movie, take your kid outside, and a- anything, right? So people just weren't naturally even going to be all in on this like streaming is everything, grass is greener cuz that cuz that's what it feels like Marvel and DC want to do the comic book stores. They really just feel like they all these big, bigger companies want to take out all these middlemen that mm-hmm. bring in the people to talk to the people. It's like why are they trying to subtly screw over, like, all these people that are kind of like – I would say somewhat keeping these fan bases alive because, you know, the interactions you're getting, the socialness you're building up out of all these people, you know?
1: Well, it's it, – so with the movie theater thing, so it, it would be – too many people have a zero-sum idea of what's happening. So mm-hmm. – you can't kill movie theaters with streaming service any more than you're going to, to kill uh, regular play theaters with a movie theater. People still sure, want to go yeah. see a play as much as they want to go see a movie. The reason for that is it is an entirely different experience seeing mm-hmm. Actual human beings on the stage, live acting in front of you. It's a different experience going to a movie theater and watching the movie on that big screen with the, with the, the sound and the popcorn and the people around you, and it's a different experience sitting in your home, watching it from your own TV. These are all very different experiences that people want. They want to have these experiences. They don't want to have just the one experience. Yes, there are plenty of people who are lazy and will sit at home and watch it from their TV, but there are a lot of other people who will first watch it in the theater and then watch it again on their TV, or there are plenty of people who will go down to their local comic book shop and talk to the cop, talk to the people there about what they like before they make the decision about what they're going to buy. And then they, instead of go online and browse through some things and think, you know, maybe I'll get this, but in the end leave without having made a purchase because they didn't have that interaction is which was what they were really looking for in that purchase. So. Realistically, the people who are trying to cut out those people are trying to cut them out because for one, by cutting them out, they get more of the direct money. They get the money directly mm-hmm. as opposed to having to fun- to, to get a kickback from whoever they're selling it to. But what they're yeah. missing is that they don't understand the place in the market for those interactions. The fact that those interactions are what brings more people in because in the end, humans are social creatures.
0: We are? What?
1: That's what, that you know, it's scary. They're supposed to I have,
0: be. I have to interact yeah. with girls. Girls have coo- have cooties and stuff. Yes,
1: they do. I don't recommend I, it.
0: <laughs> like that's what it really people understand. That's what it really feels like. Cause like they're even trying to take out obviously they're trying to take out physical media or taking out all these like things, and it's like people I can understand it from a business point of view to a certain extent. The problem here is that they don't understand that that's that. That interaction you have with the fan being there buying a game or whatever is, like, what makes things special, you mm-hmm. know? Interact with, interacting with other people with your same interests, you know? And, like, yep. with streaming services like people figured out, these services, these companies realize I have to just put all my stuff on a streaming service, charge a subscription fee, and then everyone just buys it, and I get a, I basically get, get the full profit from that. The other issue is, like, when you put a movie on streaming, straight to streaming, it makes you no money. Have a factor that That makes you no money. You 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 produce it, you make it, and you throw it on a streaming service. Well well, the box office guarantees you something if it's successful, mm-hmm. right? Well, if you just make a movie yourself and just throw it on a streaming service, you're just hoping you're you're gonna make that up in subscribers. And that's just I don't think oh. there's enough humans on this planet for that, <laughs> honestly. The thing
1: is, is is when you when a a producer sells their movie to directly to the streaming service. Mm -hmm. They look to get their money at the point that they're selling. So Mm -hmm. they sell their, they they don't normally do a deal with, you know, if uh, if XYZ views gets me this amount of money Uh, that might be part of the deal, but generally the deal is I made the movie for this much. I will sell it to you for this much. And then I might get X, I might get like some dollar or something per, person who views it. So in the end, they, they come out ahead immediately when they buy it, that kind of actually removes their incentive for making something good, because if the studio buys it right off, they've already made their money back. They're free and clear. They're moving on. They make residuals. Well, that's just gravy. And the streaming service, however, has to hope that what they're buying then will bring in the subscriptions, the pay for the movie that they just bought and mm-hmm. that's where they run into the problem is is if you buy a piece of crap movie that nobody wants to see <laughs> nobody's gonna buy your seats right by your streaming service to see the piece of crap movie that you just spent all that money on and you are now out because that is how most of those deals work
0: yeah and then the other thing to mention there is like you know how people always talk about like subscriber growth that's what these guys always focus on is subscriber growth mm-hmm. there is not an infinite amount of people for infinite amount of subscriber growth like netflix yep. is capped out at like what 238 million some odd people well at a certain point everyone who's going to be subscribed to netflix is already going to be subscribed there's i don't know how much more people can prop this up to a point where it's more past this number like that's just how subscription services work there's not everyone's going to be subscribed to netflix obviously since there's more competition now competition so to speak they're going to be choosing other people and you have a phone right you you in your Mm -hmm. phone carrier i'd imagine offers you a streaming service for your phone plan like all of them do so like a lot of these these uh, subscriber numbers are purely inflated mm-hmm. because how do you value someone who has a streaming service because of their phone versus them actually paying for it themselves to be fair yes you're paying for your phone you get the service for free but that's a, that's actually a different version of a subscriber is it not or else i'm well, wrong
1: it's still the same it's still it's still subscribers now the difference there is is that the, the, company the company gets a cut of and the money <laughs> and, and whatever your your uh, streaming services made a deal on the back end that says, you know, they'll give us this much money and we'll give them this and blah, blah, blah So that you are still technically a subscriber, you're just not playing, paying the monthly subscription yet Because most of those you have to keep in mind are generally only for a year Where they try to trap you is that you have that subscription that you forgot about yeah. for a year And then they start charging you money
0: That's how most gyms and, make their money too People yeah. just forgot they even went to the gym t-
1: Yeah, that that is, in fact, actually a big part of the gym uh, uh, monetary (laughs) income is the people who bought a a, uh, membership and and don't come but still pay the membership because, you know, they might go someday.
0: Yeah, I had that with another gym where I had a gym that I didn't really want to go to anymore because reasons, and I was like, you know what, I'll go to this other one. I paid for it for like a year, and then I practically only used it like twice. Yeah. Complete waste of money. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, gyms gyms kind of get you like that But at the same time the the difference With the gym membership is you're always thinking Well but I mean to go mm-hmm. If I don't have the membership I can't go So I might that's as well true. just keep paying mm-hmm. for it and, But I mean it gets that way With streaming services too because even if you Don't use it a whole lot you might be sitting there thinking Well they might get this movie eventually So I might as well hold on to
0: right, it Right right and like that's the other problem Too is like people i think some websites have kind of broken this down it's decent information that people might want to know is mm. there's a difference between like having subscribers and having like actual active subs watching your yep. um stuff because basically what i think a lot of these streaming services a lot of them just have like dead subs no right. way all the people are actively watching this stuff constantly no way it's just not possible right so we have like inflated sub numbers because of like cell phone companies, people that have subscribed, they kind of forgot. And you have people that are there at small percentage of are just active subs. Oh, mm-hmm. God, this is so bad. I, that's why all these people are merging, you know, Showtime merging Paramount Plus. Uh, there's going to be more consolidation very soon because mm-hmm. this is not sustainable in any way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same thing. So it, it works basically the same way as a YouTube channel. You know, you might have uh, a thousand subs, but you only get a hundred and something views on your, your Mm -hmm. videos. So it's, it's really easy for someone to click a subscribe button or to, to give money every month. The part of the whole thing that gets difficult is getting people to show up and participate
0: yeah conversion rates are really hard mm-hmm. to do even on youtube like, like you just mentioned there uh people don't understand most of your youtube views come from outside sources not actually people yep. who, who are subscribed to you it's not saying people that, that are subscribed to you aren't watching it's just p- your videos are most likely viewed by people that aren't subscribed to you like yep. the point is to try and like convert them into subs and it's all that stuff is so hard oh god mm-hmm. why do you gotta do this to me? Like I <laughs> um, because I, I I've had two YouTube channels before. My other one got Asked mm-hmm. as you Not know, liberals. But the, yeah. the, the second, my second rebranded one, I, I'm already past the the subscriber count. You know, I just got to get to the watch hour point where yeah, I can that's the know, fun get part. like super chats, whatever. Yeah, I got get people to will actually watch what I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> putting out. Yeah, that's the hardest part. Oh God. But I'll ask you, yeah. um, you you are trying to get to a thousand subs so yep. you're on your journey of that how's that been going actually
1: uh you know i'm i started at six something and i'm up to seven something now so it, it's going okay i'm not uh it's one of those ones i'm looking to walk towards as opposed to sprint so uh it'll get there eventually i'm just hoping that people come by and uh y- y- watch the content and hit the button
0: yeah i think um also, hard because you know YouTube prioritizes people doing like one thing, and it's like if you do something that you love and enjoy, but eventually you want to try and do something else, then it's hard because they kind of want you to make another channel for something mm-hmm. completely different. You have to grow that one, brand that one. That's why I never really wanted to have more than one YouTube channel because people are factoring who, who don't actually do this because it's easy for someone who's not doing this to say, Oh, just make another one with another one. You have to brand it, you have to yep. obviously push out more content. Sign into a different account, upload, render, thumbnails, all that stuff. It's not just you just make another one and just you do it the same way. It's extra time added into that, you know?
1: Oh, and, and then YouTube likes. YouTube has has a form of content. and likes about 10-minute video with uh, plenty yeah, of information. Yeah. With- that'll keep a person entertained and then they can move on to the next I on the other hand am someone who streams nearly exclusively and my streams go for two hours or more I do leave them up but that's not really the general type of content YouTube wants to push because they want people who they want something that's going to catch people and keep people engaged and then move them on to the next
0: yeah that's why they've been pushing uh shorts really big I just never got into the shorts game my ex um girlfriend she um started a youtube channel but she's not really big into doing it she was like oh i need a hundred i need 50 subs to stream on your your phone i yeah. was like it shouldn't be that hard to get 50 subs Like 50 subs is easy to get she, she made a short of her just doing her makeup and her hair and she got a 100 and like 20 some odd subs i'm like oh yep. my goodness
1: yep uh doing just, shorts is one of those things i i'm trying to work on i'm trying to get a whole bunch built up in the back and then release them
0: slowly. oh my god I, I can't believe that at this point now we have to literally dumb ourselves down to get people less than 50 second content because their brains quite literally can't handle anything more than 50 seconds of digestion i really Crazy. i mean
1: uh, the sad thing is is that's not new People like shorts short bursts of content because for one, it feels like you, you get something out of it and then you move on to the next. It's there's an interesting satisfaction people get out of it and humans have always been, and it's part of why we are so successful as a species, have always been on the lookout for new bits of stimuli because anytime something stimulates you, you don't know what that could be and you have to react to it. So that's part of why we are so adaptive. So this really just feeds into our more animalistic uh brains so people don't spend as much time thinking about it they get the feeling and then they move on they get the feeling and then they move on they get the feeling and then they move on as opposed to having to sit down and digest it that's where the hard part comes is when you have a longer piece of media you they have to actually start to think about it more and and actually internalize it more. Uh, so it's just a lot harder, well, it's a lot easier for people to engage with the one and a lot harder for people to engage with the other and especially in a world where we're being taught that not being um as connected with your thoughts as you are with your feelings is important. Mm-hmm. It's it's just easier. We're we're mm-hmm. reaching a point where ease is the most important thing and people don't think about how that really um affects everything else
0: because i remember I, I, a person that you have on for a uh, midweek home shag who's i think the mm-hmm. leader of it uh kind of the captain so to speak he's our host she, yeah 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 can't, can't can't give him too much credit obviously because she's mm-hmm. sitting in the black guys the the captain that's how it works there you know yeah, black yeah, man's yeah. in charge so whenever i have conversations with him they're always uh decently interesting because he always brings in a insight that i think a lot of people don't have so for like the space that you're a part of on the internet still have you have you had any like different thoughts compared to other other things that are like you would, I think people would call them unpopular opinions like hot takes actually
1: i probably have a ton of hot takes and po- unpopular opinions uh most of them involve the government though
0: oh yeah because you know taxation is theft as 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 you know because you know government's trash yeah.
1: Tax- taxation is theft, the uh, government is literal slavery, uh, you know, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, um, have, have you actually watched, are you, are you thinking about watching any, any, like, newer movie or TV show recently, or are you just not really interested in doing anymore?
1: Not, re- not, not anything really has come up that I really want to see. Um, mm-hmm. I think there might be one or two movies this year, but goddamn if I could think of what they are right now. <laughs> uh, I'll probably, we'll probably go and see Dune 2 when it comes out. And I think there was one other movie that I was actually interested in, but realistically- the Godzilla I, one? No, no, we, no, definitely not. Oh, God. Uh, unless you're talking Godzilla minus one, in which case I'm yeah. kind of disappointed I didn't get out to the theater for that.
0: I um, My theater didn't have it. I have to wait till VOD to watch it, actually.
1: Yeah, I just, going to the theater is a lot of uh, excess work that i haven't been interested in doing so uh we both did want to go see that but never quite got around to actually doing it uh Mm -hmm. but you know there's i think i want to say there's at least one other movie this year that i was very interested in seeing but i can't remember what it is right now
0: Mm. so as far as like indie comic books have you been uh able to get any buy any
1: the comic book person is is sheep i am a novel person (laughs)
0: Yeah, so okay. Any novels that you're reading currently? Are you reading like mainstream ones or like indie ones?
1: Well, this would be, I think it's technically considered indie. I don't think he's Mm -hmm. run through a publisher, but um, Devin Erickson's Theft of Fire, I have recently picked up. And uh, it's a very interesting book. He has a very fascinating Twitter account. And so reading the book is, was, uh, something I wanted to do because of the way he speaks and so far it's, it's very interesting because it's a science fiction novel, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not, I'm not going to give away too much about it, but it is Mm -hmm. told in the first person, which is always a little jarring at first when you're, uh, a novel reader, because there aren't a lot of books who do first person narrative and first person narrative can be very difficult to pull off, but so far it's doing a very good job, um, It has a uh, a lot of space in it, which is really fascinating. Uh, The science in it is really sound, and the um, the characters so far have been really well written. Uh, Because I I I I know like the
0: I know the novel uh, indie space is popping off right now, which is interesting. Because like you know people have like these discussions about like comics gate and Iron Age, and I think to myself. Mm -hmm. Why do people want labels so much? You know, it's just like I don't get it. Labels it's, it's, are gay, like pronouns. Yeah, I mean, I
1: I'm not a big fa- <laughs> fan of labels myself. But you have to keep you in are mind. it,
0: Lou. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Most people have a desire for labels because it makes them feel like they know something. If you can say that that person right there in front of you is a Christian and in your mind that gives you all the information that you need about them, then that gives you a basis to make assumptions and assumptions help keep us safe. I mean, they're like, it's like, uh, one of those really irritating arguing points that you, that you get with the actual racist people, not, not the pretend racist people, but the actual racist people, you know, stereotypes are a thing for a reason. Yes. Stereotypes are in fact a thing for a reason. However, they're not universal.
0: Yes. But people, and black guys do have very large dicks. Just saying. You know, that in my one is true. That one is true. Um <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, sheep, maybe we can compare, you know, sometime in the gym, you know?
1: Look, that <laughs> if you guys want to do that that's between you two you'll set that up i will not be present i don't need to know what men are doing with their dicks when i'm not around
0: so uh, oh you know, know well one of my friends told me one person i used to know She was like guys would come in because they show their dicks and things like hoses and yeah. glass this and i was like thing. don't no yeah I, yeah blew my mind too actually
1: yeah, what no, what men do very strange things with their dicks and it's not one of those things I'm I'm interested in exploring. I'm only interested in one dick in this world and and I know what that one does most of the time, so I'm good with that. Uh <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, the, the labels thing is about comfort, about being able to make assumptions about being able to assume that, you know, something, because if there's something that scares most people, it's that feeling that you don't know. It's mm-hmm. that I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going on and having that basis to be able to make an assumption, good or bad mm-hmm. about another person or thing really helps them. So if you can say. It's like when you look at the difference between the way people talk about Comic Skate, you have those anti-Comic Skate people who look at it. And if you label someone Comic Skate, that makes them bad. And then you have those pro Comic Gates people, where if you label something Comic Skate, that automatically makes it good whereas it could be very well neither it could suck or it could be great or it could just be average it's this it's you have to take these things on an individual basis but humans for the most part are not quite set up for that uh some are better at it than others and it's the whole evolutionary thing in my opinion uh especially as the population grows uh there's a, a a joint problem between wanting to label things as other and wanting to label things as same whereas knowing which group something is in helps keep us safe
0: yeah i think um another, another thing is i don't exactly right. mind rivalries for the most part I, I think when people try to mention like comic skate as part of like iron age is like well why mm-hmm. can't they just be different though because right. three that's that also doesn't don't people always in this space talk about healthy competition. Well, having them separate would indirectly make competition, you know, I, mean, here's so the I think thing. it's good. It-
1: There's always going to be competition. There's going to be competition inside the groups, outside the groups. There's going to be some people who feel like they genuinely belong to both groups. There's going to be people who think that they're Mm -hmm. polarized. They're in in one group or they're in the other group. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the big problem is, is where you have people saying, well, if they give this themselves, this label, this means X, Y, Z about them when it doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean anything just because someone says they're comic cake or someone says they're iron age or someone says they're a banana sandwich doesn't mean anything.
0: Whoa. It... Whoa. <laughs> I want to be a banana nut. I, w- I want to be banana bread. Just saying. Okay. Well, you know, you're, you're,
1: you're, you're I'm you're saying free to be Eating banana woman.
0: bread's better than better than sex, just <laughs> saying.
1: That's some impressive banana bread. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. End...
0: Are you a sex addict or something? Holy shit.
1: <laughs> no, I just know what I like. Uh but in the end you have Hello? to ad- uh, you, Huh?
0: Hello? Just kidding. No. Uh <laughs>
1: you you have to uh ad- people have to get used to evaluating things on their own merits. You can't go around thinking that oh this is comic skate so it has to be good that immediately removes competition if you're just buying everything that says it's comic skate because it's comic skate yeah, then they have no mm-hmm. no incentive to improve that's if you're buying I... something mm-hmm. oh go ahead
0: no sorry that's what i was going to tackle to your point which is a lot of people will buy stuff like that or even in the other iron age space too just buying it just because it's that these pe- but they on the back and they never talk about what's actually good about it Yep, you know
1: yeah, it's it's very frustrating because so many people and then and then they'll buy something and they may think it's only mediocre, but they won't admit to it because there's such a uh, cult like group around it that if you admit that the thing you bought was just okay, not not the best thing ever, but just okay, and it has some room to improve all of a sudden you are the enemy. And even if you're just casually mentioning, you know, the, the space itself has room to improve all of a sudden you're the enemy. I mean, we've, we've seen that come and go time and time again. Uh, the fact that so many people say they're part of Comicsgate and then don't get their stuff out to people who have given them money, that should be a completely valid criticism. If people don't feel like they are getting their money's worth in return for the money that they gave someone, that is a valid criticism.
0: Right. Um, another thing that I didn't like when all that got brought up was the fact that even if you admit it, you you, you just said something basic like, "Hey, um, this product like should come out on a reasonable time frame, like mm-hmm. most things in your life have." They're like, "Oh, but I'm doing it because of my quality," and I'm just sitting here and going like, "Duh, bruh." The fact that that is even controversial to you people shows what you just said earlier in the show. You people are straight up weird, and all you do is sit in the house and fucking watch movies because. I'm sorry to break it to anybody who's going to listen to this podcasting platforms or listen to us on Rumble, Rumble later on. That is a normal thing to have stuff come <laughs> out on time. Every even McDonald's functions on that. You know well, what? It's I ridiculous. Actually,
1: I will actually give these people some space in that. You know when you're what? when you're dealing with this kind of inf- information. When you're dealing with this kind of creative work, there are times and places that you're going to have snags, you're going to be late. And as long as you are communicating openly and honestly with the people that you are dealing with, with the people who have funded you, then that's fine. As long as people know what's going on. If you are not communicating with those people though, and they don't know what's going on and all they know is it's been, uh, you said that it was going to be out, uh, three years ago and they still don't have it. That's a problem.
0: Yeah, like um, when when I think Graham Nolan talked about like it doesn't take three years to make this stuff. backpack friend. I even had to think myself because I, you know, I've got to check my brain sometimes too and make sure all the files in the cabinet are working. You know, Mm -hmm. make sure that all the files are updated. Year, guys, a year is three hundred and sixty-five days. Now, now count how many hours you have in each day, which is like twenty-four hours, but relatively, and how much you have for like free time, work, family, all that stuff. Give or take, everyone's different situation. Three years is a long time. Okay. The Reason why someone didn't get their shit out is because they're just fucking around. That's just all it really boils down to. Yes, like like I, I agree with you. Delays like, like if something delayed for like three, six months, that's understandable because you know, printing issues, shipping issues, that's understandable, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, even but things three like family years, issues
0: or or something, Yeah, family like, issues, too. Like, 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 like someone might die, your kid might get sick. Like, th- yeah. th- those are fine, understandable issues, but three years. We're, we At some point, like I mentioned earlier, we got to draw a line at some of that shit because that's mm-hmm. just not acceptable. The fact that even if you bring that up, people are like, but you want to get like McDonald's comic books. Uh, no, because first of all, Mc- Marvel, DC, the, the companies that these guys apparently liked at one point, they put out stuff on time. Did they not? Every week, these people claim to have went to the comic book shop and got books. Okay, it so by that logic then, yeah. yeah, they put they put this stuff out on time well there's a there's a reason why you put yourself out on time because the people that you want interested in it are going to be only interested in it for a certain amount of time and if you don't do not capture their interest in that moment they're about to be doing something else you know
1: it's one of those things that in a creative it doesn't matter what creative space you're in it applies absolutely if you tell people you are going to stream at a time on a day You should show Mm -hmm. up and tell and and be there and stream at the time on the day. And then you should be there regularly. So people know that you're going to stream at the time on the day so that they can rely on you and you can become a part of their routine. If you don't communicate, if you then stop communicating with them and sometimes you're there and sometimes you're not, you are going to lose people's interest. It's just the way it is. It's not a slight at anybody. It's not to demean anybody. It's the way humans operate across the board period.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think um, because I, I know people brought up these other conversations like um, people that do hard work don't understand that people that do this other kind of thing, you know, would not function very well. And it's like mm-hmm. people just constantly make up excuses. Like all of that to me that people brought up in that period that we were kind of in a few months ago, like the end of last towards going to this one, all that's excuses. Like when you're at a job and you don't do your, your job properly to the best of your ability when they expect quality work. In a short amount of time frame, your boss just considered that an excuse and just yells at you. Doesn't matter if you were saying, oh, I'm doing quality work. The fuck they got to – what? you can do quality work on time. I don't think people don't understand that though because by that logic, movies that came out a long time ago were good by a lot of people's standards, right? Those were quality movies to some people. Mm-hmm. I don't – they came out on time. you know. And the people that try to use the argument of movies, it's like, no, no, no. If you use the argument of movies, I know you're retarded movies function so much more differently than a comic book. You would have to literally be moving heaven and earth to make an argument that they're the same. They're so not. It's like I was like okay, this is the internet we're in comparing movie process to comic books. Hit me the gun.
1: <laughs> I mean comic
0: books. Oh, I'm, lord Jesus Christ. I'm pretty black
1: understanding, I would say about a lot of things because hmm. creating something from scratch, no matter what you're doing, whether it's mm-hmm. a movie or a comic book or whatever, it takes effort. It takes time and it takes uh, a lot of dedication to get all the way through that process and deliver the result. It, and, and it's the same thing. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're baking a cake or making a comic book or whatever, you have to go through all the steps and you have to reach the end. The problem is the people who start making the start making the steps and stop halfway through and don't say anything, don't communicate, don't uh, do anything that it screws it for everybody else. Because one person, uh, you get one really famous person, one person who's doing a lot of stuff and they screw over a lot of people and that screws up goodwill for So many other people Uh, they're dealing with that Mm -hmm. right now, they deal with that a lot in the novel space because you have all of these, um, apps and stuff that have what's basically the equivalent of a shovelware novel where some, uh, 30 year old woman wrote a crappy romance novel and people out there for whatever weird reason, decide to pay to read that crappy novel and. Then you know they see this other book on the same app, and, and they immediately assume well, this is just going to be another crappy book where that book could have actually been a really good story and but because you have so many other people shoveling out this crappy stuff you miss the
0: good stories. Hmm. And then the other thing to bring up is I think I don't like usually saying things about fans quote unquote but sometimes fans are just retarded. You know, I don't like sometimes when people call out fans because some fans are generally retarded, uh, like calling Humans them like racist and bigots, so true. you know, I, I, I don't agree with that for the most part. But like sometimes you got to be like, you, some of y'all are just like NPCs, though. The, the It wasn't even just the fact that creators were parroting the stuff. The fans were just insufferable. You'd be like, oh, my God, you want to rush his book to put out <laughs> McDonald's work? Bro, you actually sound like an NPC you legit sound like a retard the, what
1: the parallel social relationships and the way people view these people that they they're not they're not your friends they're they're not your family they're yeah literally people you see on a screen you probably haven't met them in person and there's a good chance you probably won't and the fact that you are that obsessed with them and i don't care what side of what argument you're on if you are so obsessed with a person that you are literally going after other people because of something a disagreement that you are not even a part of Mm -hmm. that they are having between themselves so now you're attacking other people because or you're attacking that person because the person that you like is upset with the person that they that other person and then the people that like them are attacking you because you like this other person it's just so stupid
0: yeah like you have certain fans that are just bringing up such nonsensical things like oh but this guy does it and it doesn't come off quality and it's like well Do people not understand most of the stuff is like extraordinarily subjective to whoever views it? It is. And that's the thing. It's like half the people that get these products don't even read the books Mm. nor talk about them ever. I I just find that so appalling that this person can (laughs) – these certain group of fans could be so hard on about quality of art and blah, blah, blah that they're waiting three years plus for any of these people's books to come out. Only to get the books and never talk about them ever. It's almost as if like you're a fake fan. That's literally definition of what I would consider someone who's a fake fan. You know, they'll never talk about these stuff ever, like like you mentioned. Because in their mm-hmm. brain, what, what, I, what I've kind of boiled it down to is they probably don't think their favorite creator is that good, honestly.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. No, they, yes and no. They What they value from that creator isn't necessarily what the creator the, the hard copy of what the, the hard object of what the creator creates. They're not very interested in that. So they get that and while, yeah, yay, they finally got it, whatever. Uh, they're more interested in the feelings that, that creator, uh, evokes in them. So they're more excited about, uh, whatever thing that creator's talking about or whatever. Topic that because that creator is validating what they they think and feel and mm-hmm. the buying the object or the the whatever the creators creating is less of a uh, I wanted this thing because it's going to be cool and more of I got this thing because this person makes me feel good.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's what it kind of feels like now is like some of these guys will start speaking and people are just so brain dead at this point. Anything they say, they automatically believe. No questioning, mm-hmm. nothing. And it's like, you know, you can like what someone says, but still have your own opinion about a said situation. I think people. Well, have, that's why we are where we are with the government. So. Uh, yeah. Oh, Lord. It, it's crazy because, like, comic book world is Bizarro world. Mm-hmm. And then what real life is is Superman's world. <laughs> and that, that's the best <laughs> way of me putting it out because people will. And I know people saw Superman and Lois. You guys remember that season where he's fighting Bizarro or like Parasites, their main villains? like bizarro's world was so different compared to the real one you were living in that's what comic book world is this is bizarre world this ain't real the fact that these <laughs> people are so goddamn weird that they think that getting a, a product on time is bad and means that you did a shit job just goes to show you how socially inept some of these people are i'll say right now artists are weird people they just oh, yeah. are like they're just straight weird people and, uh, and i'm also saying this too just because you are a weirdo doesn't mean other people are and we should just like start absolving our perfectly normal lifestyles to your weird one. Like I'm just pointing out, if you also pointing out, but movies are delayed too. Movies announce when they're delayed and then tell you the date they're going to be out on the next time and then they come out on the next time's date. That's not the same well, thing not always
1: but i mean and you have video games let's think of how many yeah, video yeah. games have been delayed for years and years and years and years mm-hmm. and years and you know they promise this date but that date comes and goes and they're like well we can't actually hit that date they do give more information well some of them do they, mm-hmm. they at least tell you that they're going to be delayed they may not tell you why and they may not necessarily always tell you when they're going to be delayed too but in general They have more communication. So the big thing is communicating with your audience. If you know that there is something wrong, that you're going to be delayed, that there's, there's a reason that you can't get these things out. You don't even have to be exact. A lot of audiences are very forgiving as long as they know, oh shit, it's not going to come out now. Okay. Readjust my, my expectations and I'm going to be waiting a little longer. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's when you don't, it's when you don't communicate, it's when you just ignore and don't deal with the results of your not getting things done, that it becomes a real problem.
0: Hmm. also you have a uh, Madam Web, which has come out too.
1: Yeah, I don't care about that
0: yeah and <laughs> isn't that a great idea sony making a spider-man movie without spider-man sounds like a good idea right heard it's gonna definitely rake in the millions right mm, yeah it's not guys it's gonna fail know. outright and the media just lies to you constantly and i and i love it you know i absolutely love it <sighs> well i also wanted to ask uh given yes. how people are sided on two different fractions for the most part do you think it's also to deal with the fact that people get jealous of someone else and they could be racist? But that's, that's the thing is I think Lawrence brought brought this up to with one of his Eric posts was that, you know, I'm not saying people are racist, but no one would sort of admit that to you. Because if, if a comic creator admitted that in this space, they would have no – no I hope – I'm pretty sure no one would buy their shit, right? Oh, or, their not, yeah, or their sales would not – yeah, or the sales would not be existent to a certain extent, right? No one would just flat, flat out admit that. Because that would be stupid I'm glad we aren't that dumb Generally (laughs) right (laughs) So I I could never tell if you were racist Your actions would have to show it Right you know It's one of those things A lot of
1: people And uh, this is something that's been a problem Honestly for a long time Is the assumption of guilt without proof Mm -hmm. So just because someone dislikes someone That looks a certain way Doesn't mean they hate them because they look that way, it, it unless you have absolute proof that the reason that they are upset is because of, well, since we're talking about race is because of their skin color, then to make that assumption is disingenuous at best and honestly self-defeating because If you're starting from the automatic idea of, well, this person's evil because they don't like this person because of skin color, despite the fact I have no actual proof that that's the reason I just know they don't like them, then you're setting yourself up for issues. And honestly, it says a lot more about the people making that assumption than it does about the person they're talking about. Mm. And so when you're running around making those assumptions, you have, it's, it's the childhood uh, narrative. Don't point a finger because there's always three pointing back at you. So if you're going to call somebody a racist, in my opinion, you need to have absolute proof that that's the issue. Otherwise Mm -hmm. you're just throwing something in that's going to distract from the other actual issues. If someone's jealous and they hate somebody because they're jealous, it has nothing to do with race. And yeah. I would much rather see that addressed than to throw in, oh, and it's because racism. Uh, <laughs> <Wacism>. Or yeah, <laughs> it, or it's because I, I would much rather see people address the actual issues than to throw in perceived issues. You, it, it's very, very frustrating on that. Regard. Yeah,
0: even um situation today. I'm pretty sure you heard about the whole Kansas City uh, shooting thing, right? Luckily, I think that's not. I'm not I'm not saying all these people are going to be okay. Only a couple people got shot, but mm-hmm. it was revealed that I think it was black people, two black per- individuals that did it. One, one light skin, one darker skin. Can't wait mm-hmm. till the media fucking tells us uh, these people were, you know, homeless and blah 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 to make them look better. Can't can't wait for it, people. Can't wait for it.
1: And, and that's another problem is is ex- excusing things based on. On skin color or situation life
0: situation. Yeah Yeah,
1: if you if you've done something wrong you've done something wrong It don't matter if you were living at home or living in a basement or living in a street or or living in a van down by the river It was still wrong Mm -hmm. There there are there that is not something that there is a A forgiveness for one might say I mean it might explain why it happened but it doesn't
0: but it doesn't forgive it like when you bring up statistics to people because they always ask for statistics you bring up any ones from like the last three years like, guys I'm, I'm sorry it's been black people committing <laughs> most of these crimes i don't know what people have lied to you and said otherwise all all what they show you is legit shit go type it up they'll show you new stuff it is black people that caused a lot of these crimes not just crime violent crime everyone all people commit crimes you know like petty theft and all that shit we're talking legit violent crimes like shooting drive-bys mm-hmm grand theft those are legit violent crimes you get felonies for well and you should be but unless you the, live in new york city then you get away yeah. for everything the
1: scary thing is is a lot of things don't a lot of what they don't take into account when they're giving those statistics is a mm-hmm. lot of that is gang violence not you know just random gangs? Black oh guy. no you're
0: racist for saying that well that's true but you
1: know what there are mexicans in gangs and white people in gangs
0: what? too. I I love tacos. I, 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 I thought the illegals coming in were good people that just want to help out America.
1: What? I'm sure some of them are. Not most of them, though. Um, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I but uh, the the uh, immigration's a whole other.
0: Yeah. Issue. No. I, no. well I see what you're saying. It's like I have no clue why people are just. Because they've been pushing this narrative for a long time that whites are oppressing blacks and oppressor versus oppressing and all that other shit. When in reality, no, no, these, these black people are just bad people. And you should just call it out as you see it. Nothing to do with a white person. and Because no, I, I don't understand when it, when it comes to the media why they have to blame everybody else but the person who did it. Unless there's evidence that shows that they did it for a specific reason. This person is just a bad person. And we should just it's call control. it like it is. You know?
1: It's the attempt to control. It's it's the problem with the the media and the government. And if you can find some other factor to blame that you can get people to act on, especially if you can get them to act without rationalizing it out and uh, act before thinking through the solution, you get more power, you get more control. It's really just that simple.
0: Yeah. Or now it's basically consume product, get excited for next product. Actually, that's all it is. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, if you're talking about entertainment, yeah, that's definitely what it is.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. So, what's the other thing I wanted to ask? Um, how's your gaming adventures going with uh, oh, your new uh, VTuber life?
1: Uh, I wouldn't really call it new. I've been a VTuber much longer than anything else, but uh, I've, I've enjoyed. Uh, I've been very happy with um, the way things are going.
0: Yeah, you know, I... I'm starting to re- getting my groove back for enjoying gaming again. And that's all I really want, you know, because a lot of people think I don't play anything but League, but no, I have a vast gaming history. It's just, you know, gaming <laughs> kind of became, you know, something of an odd thing when I got older because, you know, I couldn't just like sit down for eight hours and play a video game because obviously I you have to work, you know. God, yeah. God darn it. You got to work, you know.
1: Well, that's the best thing about streaming, honestly, is it gives me an excuse to play video games.
0: That's true right? I, like, I, I, I can't, like, get mad at people when they want, um, a lifestyle that that's just this, like, talking about, like, movies and streaming and all that stuff, because, you know, getting paid a good amount of money from like, your subs, Patreons, and, you know, like, all your fans that you have on your social media platform, so you don't have to live that lifestyle of going to a nine-to-five, is great in theory, but mm-hmm. that's why it's a pipe dream for a lot of people. It's legitimately, like, a lot of people look, look at so many outliers, when it comes to this stuff and it's like well no like in reality you're, you're probably not going to hit that just saying
1: yeah the people who get to do that aren't uh, aren't they it's not everybody but it's i mean it's the same thing with any it's like it's no different than wanting to be a rock star years ago because you know you got to live that life and, and now it's a little more achievable in many ways just because you know a The ability to get the streaming equipment and actually put yourself online where people can see you is, is far easier than, than having a hit song ever was. So there's a bigger chance in streaming for most people. And, and realistically it's probably honestly more sustainable for most people than, than they really uh, expect. But the problem comes in is when you have to realize you have to treat it like a job even if you're doing something you love you have Mm -hmm. to treat it like a job you have to show up and you have to do the work Mm -hmm. work is a constant throughout life i don't care what you're doing they you there is some kind of work you have to put in to survive there is no such thing as living a life where there is no work
0: yeah i agree i think um another thing that boils down to it is like the way people like see big bigger cons creators and go well you know, they should just help out a lot of these smaller people, and it's like, that's so. Oh, these weird communistic ideas that people have—it just it always comes out in this stuff. You know, I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know where it comes from. I don't like why would a, a bigger content creators generally have to have their whole life structured around this, where they have to make money. There's no if ands or buts. You just have to make money, right? Yep. And I always ask a smaller person, what value are you bringing to that bigger creator? Unless they're your friend and they bring you on, that's different. But like. By that logic, I usually prevent them. They don't give you anything. It's like, oh, but they should do it. What the fuck? I should. I'm going to do nothing. I don't even got to take a shower or go outside.
1: Yeah, no one is owed anything. And that that's very frustrating. Nothing pisses me off more than when I have to. When someone starts talking about, well, these people should be promoting other people. Why? There's no, because just for one, just because they promote you doesn't mean you're going to get any, because what that's normally what they mean is when they say they should be promoting uh, smaller creatives. they don't mean they should be promoting other smaller creators. They mean they should be promoting them. And in the end, yes, you might get a little bit of a boost from their uh, promotion. But in the end, if you don't have something to offer those people, if you don't have something to keep those people there, if you don't have something to draw new people in on your own then you're not getting anywhere, honey. You are just fucked.
0: Yeah, like, you look at uh, Ryan and Jeremy on mm-hmm. FNT. Like, they, they haven't, like, blew up in subs. They naturally gain subs on their own, but yeah. just because they're on, like, Gary's show, and Gary has, like, 860-some-odd subs, no, whatever. He's 900-something
1: 900 now. Now. He's no, 900-something He's getting really close to the... the. Yeah, like, all the, all the
0: people on Gary's show have less subs than him. Mm-hmm. Sign- not, not, like, significantly, but it's, like... Chr- Chrissy doesn't explode in subs because she's on there. Comics division doesn't explode in subs because she's on there. I don't know why people think just because you get on there or you get exposure from any bigger creator in any space in any fandom that it's gonna automatically translate to more subs. You you might see a increase in subs if you have like eighty subs, like so you might get twenty, but it's not gonna be a big enough difference. Like people think, yeah. people think getting those mindless shoutouts is oh now I get like ten thousand subs. Like that's that's not how that works. Though. I don't know who told yeah. you guys that they're lying to you. Stop. When you hear something guys please question it please go <laughs> like you're telling the truth please do that I, what I, a lot of people be t- like people I hear tell me these things they're just hearing things they just said from someone else none of that shit's real I could tell you it's not I've been in every situation possible it is just not how that works but then again I'm black and good looking and people don't like li- li- listening to me so you know so <laughs> that works you know if you're a rich good look if you're rich and good looking and also black 'Cause people are apparently racist. They don't like you actually. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, so it has been confirmed hit hypnotic is black. Just saying he's not white.
1: Oh, congrats to him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he knows that. <laughs> oh gosh. But um, I'll ask you a few more things before you head out of here. You know, yeah, you gotta, you gotta mm-hmm. go talk to Sheep City in because you know, well. gotta go do your uh I gotta your go duties. make uh Thanksgiving or er, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> yeah, in February. Oh,
1: uh-huh. yeah, no, crap. no, I, I'm making Valentine's dinner because tomorrow's my birthday.
0: Awesome. Happy birthday. Uh first thing I'll ask is any plans you got for your YouTube channel? Uh coming up very soon outside of the, you know, hundred K one K sub goal. Uh
1: well, you know, uh for those of you who are subscribed or those of you who might want to stop by and subscribe, uh February twenty third will be my first membership only stream. So uh It'll only be on YouTube, it'll only be for members and we're going to play some games like Among Us and Jackbox and all those fun things, uh, or maybe even just hang out and chat, uh, definitely encourage you to come by and and say hi and, and hang out, uh, there. I I expect to be alone most of the night, but (laughs) Uh, I'll just freak myself.
0: That that that's how I it usually is like, that's why I can't do this stuff without other people there. You know, I usually try to show up and talk and try to try to be cringe and weird in people's streams. But what I hear is that usually works out. As long as you're doing that in a live chat. Don't do that in real life. Don't do internet memes in real life. People will think you're no, don't, weird, actually. Don't, definitely don't do that. That would be uh, a bad idea. And, you know, the one thing I'll say before I ask you the last thing is, like, people, cool, he did tax fraud. Guys, I don't care who does tax fraud at all. Taxes are shitty and stupid. I legit don't care.
1: It is your patriotic duty to commit tax fraud.
0: Yeah, I legit do not care if someone does tax fraud. i would be honest right, I, I don't care. Taxes are worthless in the grand scheme of things. But it won't be because they're always being implemented to screw us over, honestly.
1: Only as long as we tolerate it, people really forget how much power we have in the end.
0: And uh the last thing I'll ask is uh, any shout outs you want to give to anyone in particular? Anything else you want to say before we head out?
1: Uh, I was not prepared for other people. No. Hmm. I I hope everybody I know that has a goal gets their goal. Okay. Go go to yeah. my go to my Twitter and scroll down. I repost a lot of people's stuff. So yeah. go follow those people that I repost.
0: That's the thing is, um, people who genuinely want to support someone, naturally, you do it. It's not like I gotta be told to do it. I gotta be let know, and I gotta do it. I I, I horror horror Amirata streaming. I'll be like, hey, go check her out. She's doing some good stuff. Easy support. I didn't even have. You didn't have to ask me for that. I just did it because I wanted to. Aww. You know. Also, yeah. that's the thing too is people should be doing this stuff because they genuinely want to do it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the conversation that that we were talking about happened a, a while back. No one brought this up, and I thought this was so lacking in the conversation. Why do you want someone to do something because you have to remind them mostly of it, which is not bad. It's just like I want someone to do it because they genuinely wanted to do it, not because they felt like they had to do it as a sort of like cringe cult gay group thing, you know?
1: Well, and, and if there's one thing that's absolutely true, the best way to get people to support you is to show them that you're supporting yourself put out information about yourself, talk about your, it feels fucking weird. Trust me. I hate doing it, but talk about yourself because if you do that, then that gives other people the space to naturally, to organically take that and then say, Hey, this is my friend, go support them because you did it first. You gave them the room to do that and you didn't have to ask then because they see you wanting to better yourself and then they want to help you.
0: I agree, and hope anyone that is in this space that you know is doing their best. Remember, just because you're a smaller content creator doesn't mean you're not getting noticed. It just it takes time. You need to understand yes. all this stuff takes time. You know, I don't care what someone told you. I do not care what anybody's <laughs> been bringing up. Please understand this takes a while. Okay, it didn't take a so while just to get to where we're at. Someone's like, what is a while? It could be years. I have no exact time. It just takes time. You just got to put in the effort and just do it. You know, if it's stop you looking want, at you keep doing it and you yeah. don't give up. Yeah. Stop looking at outliers. Everyone keeps saying, but Mr. Beast does that. Well, that's you you already it's like you already just lost the argument before you even began it. You brought the number one outlier on the platform. Oh, oh. God.
1: I mean, let's not forget what, how much work Mr. Beast put in to get where he is. It's not like he woke up one day and started that way. That man sat on camera for hours on end and did nothing but smile at it. He did a lot of weird shit to get where he is and it took him years to get there. So don't point at Mr. Beast and say, well, he, no, that man worked very hard in very weird ways to get there almost every creator you see that's big now had to work to get there the people who go viral and all of a sudden have all these surprise uh, subscribers have a tendency to crash and burn really fast just because you got there fast doesn't mean you will stay there
0: that's true and uh thank you guys for coming out and listening to the show Uh, see you guys later have a great day everybody